Welcome to the Other Side Podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with the Dr. Dre to my beats, Mr. Rufino. Say hi. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) And welcome back to everybody who has been subscribing to us. And I also wanted to say welcome if you are a new listener. Uh, We're glad that you joined us and we would love it if you can share our podcast all through social media. Join me on my Facebook page, Tiffany Rufino, R-U-F-I-N-O. And I'm also on Instagram as the official underscore T Rufino. I share inspiration, motivation, hot tips, things like that. The other thing you could do is join our uh, our text messaging groups. Um, really, I just send out updates on when our podcast is new and there's a new episode, or maybe just a little surprise message to get you through the week, the day, the hour, whatever you need for that moment. So you can sign up by texting the other side to 386-204-4144. That's 386-204-4144. And you will get a response and you'll get signed up for all the awesomeness. The other thing that I wanted to, um, I mean, there's a couple of things that I want to share. What I wanted to do is shout out a company, um, also, you know, a family friend, Corby. He takes care of all our pool needs and he came to our home in like a clinch (laughs) uh, situation today. And really uh, he didn't have to, he had already come by our house and helped us out. And he really goes the extra mile, him and his wife to, uh, you know, provide great customer service and also just a great service in general uh, with our home and with our pool and any questions that we have. So I wanted to thank them personally on behalf of both Jeff and I, and also tell you guys to check them out. If you need somebody to take care of your pool, that's knowledgeable, but you know, really cares um, and is not just there for the business and wants to make sure that everything is going right, uh, please give him a call, 386-585-9104, 386-585-9104. That's uh, kbpoolsllc at gmail.com. You can check them out on Facebook. They're very responsive. You will not be disappointed by any means. Um, I also wanted to thank... Everybody on social media that's been so supportive of us in sharing our posts, on giving us feedback, and it's so much great feedback that it just uh, energizes me every time that we sit down. And I just can't thank you enough for supporting what we're doing, and I look forward to it continuing to grow day by day. And there were a couple of people that reached out that were interested in being a part of uh, the other side, uh, however they could and that just made my heart grow like 18,000 sizes just the fact that people support the cause uh support us and um okay I'm not gonna get emotional just thank you and it's just stay tuned because there's gonna be a lot of great stuff happening uh okay so we're gonna play a little game you ready I am ready this time this time? Yes. <laughs> you weren't ready last time? No. Oh. I was not ready last time, but I'm making up for it by being ready this time. Okay. I don't remember what you weren't ready for last time. Well, the memes. <laughs> the memes are out there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I've tr- I think I've tried to stay off of uh, social media and focus on what we're doing here. So now I have to Google. Um, okay. <laughs> so here's the game. I want you to reply to me with some sort of version of I know when I say a statement to you. Okay. 
you already failed. Ah. <laughs> And I said I was you ready. One shot. <laughs> I said I was ready. One job, Rufino. One job. Here come the memes. <laughs> All right, let's try it again. All right. All right. So I'm going to do a couple of statements. We won't go too long with it, but I just want you to reply with whatever version of I know works for you. You could reply, I know to all the statements. You could reply, I knew that. Like Whatever comes naturally to you. I'm sure there's some version that does. I was sure you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> I was pretty sure that time. <laughs> Um, when I went outside today, the sky was gray. I saw it. Yeah. I, s- I knew about that. Even though you were inside all day? Well, I looked out the window and I knew. Oh, okay. What made you look out the window? I just, a feeling. I kind of knew that something was up, so I, I looked. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, so I, I found out when I went out, cause I was going to go head over to a family member's house. And, um, when I went there, it almost looked like it was going to rain today, you know? I had a feel, you know, I knew it was going to rain. How did you know it was going to rain? I'm just good at that. I just know things about the weather when but it's going to happen. I just said that, like, I thought it was going to rain. I didn't say it did rain. Well, I knew that it was possibly going to rain. Oh, okay. Well, it didn't rain by us. We weren't far from the house, but, uh, you know, I'm glad because I didn't bring the umbrella with me. I knew that. You knew what? That you didn't bring the umbrella. How did you know I didn't bring the umbrella? Because I saw it here. When did you look for the umbrella? I just had a feeling it was going to rain. And when you left, I said, I wonder if she brought the umbrella. And I looked. (laughs) 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 And it was right there. And so at what point did you like text me or call me to remind me that I didn't bring the umbrella? Well, I was so focused on the idea that it was raining and that you (laughs) left the umbrella. (laughs) That it didn't occur to me. Like I knew I should have (laughs) texted. But it didn't occur to me to text because I've run out of I know statements. Are you exhausted yet? <laughs> I'm I'm not exhausted. I'm just I'm thinking about like I knew you were gonna ask me if I was exhausted. But <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> All right. I see where you're going with this. No, you don't. I I 100% do. I bet you you don't know. You have no idea. I actually have no clue. (laughs) You don't have any idea. Okay. So I don't know everything. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going on record. I'm saying that to you right now in front of nobody but the microphones and our fur babies and everybody that's listening. Hi. I don't know everything. I don't know everything either. I think that's okay, though. I think it's okay, too. So why do conversations happen like the ones that we just had? Let's explore that. Yeah, let's explore it because there's two sides to the conversation we just had. The knower and the knowee. Okay. Okay. I think I just created something. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. So the knowee would be the one that responds to the knower. All right. That's the way that I, I envision this conversation and what we just had. I'm starting to see, like, Kristen Wiig's character, Penelope, out there. <gasps> Penelope from Saturday Night Live? Yeah. I did it first, and mm-hmm. I was the one that invented that, and then I thought of that first. Mm-hmm. If you have a chance to YouTube that, it's a great laugh. She's a great character. Um, it's It can be along those lines uh, in where I'm going with this. but So you have the person that is a no-e that uh, replies to somebody with, they've been there, done that, got a t-shirt and moved on. You know, like you're not telling me anything new. 
I'm not enlightened, just like uh, you were sharing a, a picture from a book that you enjoy very much about, you know, in every conversation, you should act like you're being enlightened, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this person doesn't. Like, there's nothing that you could do or say to impress them because they've heard it at some point in their life, even if they're younger, older, never experienced, always experienced, like, just they're not in a position to be vulnerable in a conversation. Okay. Have you ever experienced somebody like that? Um, I've probably been guilty of that a few times. Yeah, myself. I have too. Yep. I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it almost feels, and especially in business, you know, some people have this idea that in business, if you don't know something or like you show any sign of weakness, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a definite negative. And so that leads to, I mean, it, it could lead to ugly things like, you know, um, but that that's a whole different rabbit hole. But I think that's kind of like that kind of experience. Yeah. And can you imagine being in a meeting or, uh, you know, organizing some sort of get together where like you're having fun with everybody, but they're there for a purpose. Maybe you're teaching them something or you're training them on something and you have people walk away or like there's people walking away from that and they're saying they gain so much information and you ask them, well, tell me what's like the top thing that you learned and they share with you. So, you know, they're not BSing because they have it on the top of their head. And then there's always that one person that's like, well, I didn't learn anything new, but you know, thanks for having me. Yeah, that kind of, that always strikes me as odd. So tell me why it strikes you as odd. It strikes me as odd because when somebody says I didn't learn anything new, I always, what I hear is I just wasted X amount of time. Mm. And for me, because I tend to internalize things and I almost like overanalyze sometimes, I almost hear... Thanks for wasting my time. This could have been an email. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing could have thing. been an email. So do you want them to lie to you and tell you, like, make something up that they learned? No, I think um, I think it really tells me more about their attention to information and how they consume it mm-hmm. than it does tell me. Like, if they lied to me and told me that they learned something, that's not really going to do anything for me. I think you learn more from the truth than you do from from lies. But if they feel that there was no new information for them there, then that kind of, it tells you a little bit about that person. So here's a hot tip Mm -hmm. that I've done before. (laughs) I can't wait to get the messages from this one. (laughs) Where uh, in a training with people that I work with on a daily basis or a meeting or just a gathering of the minds, I've thrown in a complete and total utter lie to see if anybody would challenge me on the information or come back with, I didn't know that, or just like any sort of commentary on that tidbit that was so out of this world. And it was just kind of seeing where the minds were at. Okay, so where's the attention at in this in this room? Now, is it a lie that's relevant to the rest of the material, or is it like a weird factoid? It's like, like a weird factoid. Like, I wouldn't do anything that would, uh, <clears throat> you know, change the integrity of the material that I was bringing to anybody. Okay. But I would put something out there that would just be random, a little weird, 
just kind of like, wait, I'm sorry, what? Did that just, <laughs> where did that, either where did that come from? Or that just doesn't sound like it could be a thing. And I would just, because if it was me in the class and I heard something random, I would probably take my phone out and Google. You would think that more know? people would do that. Yeah. Because that's the age that we're in. Yeah. And I mean, this is another rabbit hole, right? Because then it goes into, you know, well, you have the complete and utter trust of your team, but not anymore because they just found out that you tell them weird stuff that's not true. Or, (laughs) you know, you find out from the team like, wow, am I really engaged when I'm an audience participant? And how many things did I miss because I thought I already knew this stuff? Mm -hmm. Because I already went in with one mindset and I wasn't open enough to receive information because i know for me it's interesting i watched um i i was sent an email for something i signed up for thinking that it was going to be a video of a leader that i that i love those of you that are very close to me know that i love this person so much and they don't know it (laughs) and you're smiling because you know it um and so i was really excited because i thought it was new information And so I clicked on it and it was a video from two years ago that I had already watched. And I had put this on my calendar. I had gotten the email saying, get prepared. Next week is like our final week of this thing that we're doing and all this stuff. And this is going to be the speaker and you're going to be so excited. I'm like, I can't wait. Like, you know, I was going to show somebody that I was with today. And then I open it up and I see in the description, it's from two years ago. And I had already seen the video and... I'm like, seriously? Like, I waited a week. I put it on. When I put stuff on my calendar, you know it's serious. Yeah. (laughs) Because you have to put stuff on my calendar for me. So I'm like, I'll just remember it, you know, but that's clearly not the thing. Um, And so I I sat there and I'm like, all right, well, I already blocked out this time in my life to watch this. It was an hour of my life, you know, to sit and do it. I don't mind watching them. So it was good. And I learned more this time than I did the first time around. And I don't think it's because I paid attention any differently. I think it was because I'm in a different mindset than I was when I first watched it. I was in a different space mentally this time, emotionally, uh, physically. I, I was in a different place watching it. And I think I took in more um, this time instead of getting the bullet points last time. I think last time I was just on the go, 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 just in where I was with life. Whereas this time I've had time to uh, think, to focus, to clear my brain a little bit, to uh, just, again, get into a different mindset to receive information. Even though I read the book, even though I watched it already, I think this time was more impactful because it just anchored the information that I got the first time around and because I was open to receiving all of it. And I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed it with the person that I brought it to who wasn't familiar uh, with the speaker or the context that it was coming from. Um, And so I say that with the no E who may attend a class or may have a conversation with somebody you may think you do, but you don't always know it all. I think it's important to to be cognizant of the fact that your brain absorbs information at a certain rate. <clears throat> so 
you may have read a, a book, like you could have read. You may have read a book, like once in your life, possibly. Yeah, it's possible, <laughs> but you like. Let's say you read Huckleberry Finn. You're not gonna. You're not gonna know everything about that book on the first read through, unless you have like an eidetic memory or something. What does that mean? That's for because I don't know that that word. Just in case. Well, I only. I don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only know that because of the Big Bang Theory. But no, but it's, what, yeah, it's it's a it's. Not even it's it's one step beyond a photographic memory. So it's those people that if you if you say May seventh, nineteen ninety nine, they'll tell you what day it was, what they had for breakfast. Uh, they can spout out their conversations verbatim. So if you have that kind of memory, then let's talk. No. Yeah. <laughs> then you're or rock- maybe we shouldn't talk. <laughs> you're rocking out Shakespeare you in, in one read through, <laughs> but that's a good example, right? Like some people read some classics. Over and over and over again, because every time they get a better understanding and the same thing happens for like you could take a training class at work there. There are some organizations that make you say take the same class every year. Mm-hmm. Right. And they call it a refresher. And you get the same thing that happens where employees go, oh, I got to take this class again. We're not even like I rem- and I know that I've referenced this before on previous shows, but there every in the store that I worked at a while ago, every morning we would have a morning meeting. And once a month, we had to have a safety meeting. And it was the same thing. It was a checklist going over how to make sure that things were secure in the store so that little kids didn't get hurt or people didn't get hurt, how to use the fire extinguisher, where the exits were, what the codes were for XYZ. And you're right. You get into that like, oh, my God, could we just open the store and like start the day? But you don't realize like all that stuff you need to be repetitive on in order for when the actual situation happens, you go into that auto mode that just like, what's the word that they call it where it's just automatic and it happens and you're not even thinking about it. I think it's automatic. No, <laughs> that's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I was trying to give you the the line right there. Oh, I'm face palming so hard right now. <laughs> It's but muscle I under- memory. Yeah, <laughs> I understand what you're, what you're talking about. <laughs> that is such a great moment. Uh, clearly, my mind has limits, but there is an organization that has no limits, and we're going to introduce them to you right now, and we'll be right back. Hey, other siders. Are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with? Or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday, exactly the way that you want it? Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique, 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. Okay, so welcome back. And before our mini mind break, <laughs> we were talking about the knower and the no e. So the no e is the person that receives information or maybe blocks off information because they feel that they already know it or they don't give you an opportunity to share and because they already know that stuff. They've already been there, done it, got a t-shirt, just like I said before, right? And then you have the knower. The person that feels the need to overshare or give you information 
uh, assuming that you don't know it already. The something splainer. The something splainer. I always like gotta have, explain something. <laughs> I always there, there's friends that I have like I'm a big nerd, right? And when you hang around nerds, nerds are really big on the lore of whatever sci-fi or comic book thing they have. But you always have people who I, I call it nerd splaining. Like <laughs> everybody knows what happened in Star Wars. And they'll come in and say, well, not everybody. Well, everybody who's a Star Wars fan (laughs) in the circles that go around with Star Wars fans, they know everything about all the Star Wars movies. Right. Okay. And so you always have this one person who starts explaining a scene in a Star Wars movie and everybody looks at him like. Is it while the movie's playing? Because that's even worse. Oh, no. That's sacrilege. (laughs) But but I'm saying like. You're having a conversation, and it could just be like, well, this happened, and what do you think of this? And the what do you think of this is responded by with, well, you know, in the movie, this scene occurred, and everybody's looking at, like, I I know. I've seen it a thousand. We've all seen it a thousand so times. So you have knowers and noes in the same room watching the same thing, and it's just yeah, annoyance all around is what I'm gathering from you. It's more like ritual. <laughs> but okay <laughs> we'll go with that i i wouldn't know how that feels in that capacity um not that there's anything wrong with star wars do not come for me <laughs> please don't come for me <laughs> hey i i'm enough of a star wars fan for the both of us so i have cool. purchased star wars items and star wars memorabilia i have sat through the movies and i've watched them and i have let you be the knower and I received as the unknowy <laughs> those capacities. Um, so the knower, yeah, is somebody that is either in a position where they should be the knower. There's nothing worse than um, being in a class and you're waiting for somebody to bring you stuff and they don't know what they're talking about. Or, okay. you know, they, they haven't taken the time to master the material or to research it and they're just flying by the seat of their pants. Um, <clears throat> Let me just add... As a disclaimer, just because you're teaching a class doesn't mean you have to know everything about the, the material. So there, right. there can be information that so let's I don't want to turn people into knowers by shaming them that they're not like super masters. Um, you, you should be adept, at least at the material. But if, if somebody asks you something you don't know, just a, a lot of corporations use the term parking lot. But yes, just put the question aside and say, hey, I'll, I'll, let's let's circle back to that. I'm going to try to get you the let's right answer. Circle back to that. Yeah. All the <laughs> corporate terms today. <laughs> um, they're also the people that will just want to share information to get validation and to build their confidence where, you know, maybe I share with you. Oh my gosh. So in class today, I learned X, Y, Z and it's something you don't know. So your reaction may be what? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and then tell the, me more. Right, and so now I'm sharing information. You remember the Sims, the game, the computer game, and every time <laughs> the conversations would happen, you could see like the reaction of the person, like oh, do, 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 do. oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I'm bringing it. My wife retro. is so not a nerd. <laughs> Whatever. 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's almost like that exchange of information and me being the person that's able to share with you knowledge that you didn't know gets me more excited to continue sharing where I'm getting the validation from you on like, wow, she's really cool. She knows information and I'm entertained and keep giving me, giving me, giving me. So when you have that give and take, then that's a good place to be in, right? But if you have somebody that's coming up to you, telling you stuff that you already know, like Captain Obvious, then it's a conversation that gets annoying, right? Like if I come up to you and I start telling you uh, without understanding where your knowledge is at on the subject and I start talking to you about a beard and I'm just like, you know, the beards can grow in really full and they could be like really scratchy and itchy, especially during certain times of the year, you're going to look at me like you don't see that I have a beard and I don't have one. So why <laughs> why would I randomly come up to you and tell you that? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, um, I've had uh, interesting conversations with people who will share knowledge with me on maybe audio engineering, not knowing that I was involved in audio engineering in the past. And mm-hmm. that's different though because there's no reason to assume that I would have that information right so I get it and that's where I will go ahead and I will be receptive to the information let them be excited to share that information with me because there's nothing on me saying like I am an expert in audio engineering they come up to me and they start teaching me about audio engineering whereas you physically I could see that you have a beard and now I'm going to start telling you about your own beard when I don't have one yeah (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the whole Star Wars thing. Like, with why are we going back to Star Wars? Let's switch it. So, if you see somebody wearing, <laughs> you a just hat. want to be the knower in this conversation. <laughs> well, if you see somebody like cosplaying as something like Harry Potter or something, and you go to try to explain to them Harry Potter and the whole theory behind it, and yeah. tell them about J.K. Rowling and all mm-hmm. that, yeah. <laughs> they would probably put a curse on me. <laughs> I see wands being I mean, like at pointed least at me. You'll get a blank stare. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Right. And then if I say something that's wrong, then it erases all my credibility in that conversation. Yeah. So for the Harry Potters out there, or that unknown Harry Potter uh, factoids peoples out there, you know Harry Potter has the lightning mark on his forehead. Correct. I knew that. I, I'm just making sure because I am not confident in all this information, <laughs> although I did watch no, the that movies. No, that is correct. Right. So if I was, see, I know that. If I was to go up to a Harry Potter expert and start explaining why there's a lightning mark on Harry Potter's forehead and tell him, you know, that's just like an old mark from a uh, marker that he had that got stained on his head and it has some sort of like uh bio something in there that makes it glow they're gonna look at me like why are you even here (laughs) this Mm -hmm. isn't even a thing and so everything that comes out of my mouth after that thing that is not true is just going to be not heard which is where you can have a clash between the no we and the knower especially in a training setting or a meeting setting or a conversational setting when you're meeting somebody for the first time and i think that piece right there when you meet somebody for the first time is where that interaction can set the tone for what your relationship is going to look like in the future. Um, And it also depends on the relationship dynamics. Is the person that you're meeting for the first time somebody that 
is going to be in a casual relationship. And I don't mean like, you know, uh, a dating scenario. I mean, just a friendship scenario. Or is this going to be a business relationship? Now, what I have observed in the past, and you tell me if you've experienced this or experienced something different, when you have a group of friends that hang out for a while and somebody new is introduced to the group, that somebody new could do one of two things, right? They could sit back, they could observe, they could laugh at the inside jokes and join the team uh, just in the banter and all that sort of thing and get to understand everybody's personality. Mm-hmm. Or they can start to share a lot of things to make themselves look cool, look interesting. Like, hey, you guys, you know, you do want to include me. You do want me to be part of the group and here's why. And like, did you know? And name drop, name drop, name drop or factoid, factoid, factoid. Have you encountered this with new people? I'm usually more of the first type. When I'm when I'm around new people, I sit back, but I've encountered both. Okay. Have you encountered anything other than those? Is there a, a third species that I'm missing in this? Uh, I think anything else would be somewhat, because those are kind of like the two extremes. It would be mm-hmm. some sort of like gray space in between. Right, where you have somebody that's the knower and the knowy all in one. Yeah. And you can't tell them nothing. Like, they're a walking encyclopedia. Unfortunately, yes. An encyclopedia, ladies and gentlemen, is those <laughs> books that we used to have back in the day that you would reference for information when you didn't have a phone or a computer to look it up. It's Wikipedia on paper, in ink, And people used to eraser. spend a lot of money for them to fill up their bookshelves, and they would never be opened. Yeah. <laughs> Just thought I'd share that in case you needed a nowhere for that. Um, here's where it could go wrong, and here's where it could go very right in being a knower or a knowy, right? If you have a knower and a knowy in the same conversation, no one is gaining any information or energy from each other. People give off an energy, they give off vibes, high frequencies. And um, the higher, the purer, the truer the energy, the the more electric you feel being around that person, the more inspired you feel being around that person, the more you want to run off and do something and be creative because you just felt so amped from that conversation, right? But if you have two people that are trying to over-impress each other, it's like taking two magnets and turning them around so that you're trying to force them together versus um, trying to put them so that they automatically go together. You know, if you turn magnets um, back to back, they have like this polarizing energy and you're struggling. I'm I'm making the movement like you guys can see me, but eventually you will when we get on YouTube, which will be soon. Um, So, you know, just picture taking magnets and instead of them clicking together, they're pushing each other apart. And what happens then is that Um, one of those two people decide they don't want to be around the other person. And that can be fine for a friendship, but it hurts if it's a collective group of people that normally hang out often, or if it's a business group, because that dynamic changes the team. And every time one of those people go to talk, then it's just like, (sighs) you know, um, I like studying logic and there's this, I don't want to say famous because I don't know how many people are into this stuff, but there's this logical fallacy known as poisoning the well and poisoning the well is a logical fallacy where when somebody asserts something, instead of arguing the point that they asserted, you attack the person that said the information. Um, One of the 
most furthest back ones is like most furthest back most furthest is that what we're going with okay yes i'm gonna (laughs) die on that hill Um, this is an amazing podcast tonight (laughs) and it's the idea like oh cretans are cretans are liars because you know that's that's who is is saying the information and one of the ways to avoid that because sometimes you invite that by you know the thing that you said where you give false information, you lose credibility. One of the ways that you can avoid falling into that or inviting that fallacy from from happening is to acknowledge the fact that the information you're giving to people, you don't own it. You didn't discover it. Hmm. And even if you did discover it, it is separate from you. So even like Isaac Newton could have discovered you know, he's the father of physics, but physics went on beyond Isaac Newton, right? So the information that you're giving to people, especially if it's like a factoid, it's not yours. It's just something you're giving to somebody. So if you separate yourself from it, then it can stand on its own and you don't pollute it with whether you're credible on it or whether you have a good background, whether you have a degree in it or any kind of any other stuff. You just let it go. And, and at that point, it really doesn't matter. You know, I, I've um, watched you facilitate. I've seen a lot of people facilitate. And sometimes it's really good to get the class involved and have them come to the understanding on their own and give the information themselves. And that's kind of separating, right? It's not that... Oh, look how smart Tiffany is. Look how smart Jeff is. The class participates, and now the information itself is being discovered without it being attached to your, whether it's ego or self-confidence or whatever. That's my uh, my two my two cents on logical fallacies. Well, good because it's going to uh, spear off into two different directions. One of them being that. Uh, a lot of speakers on leadership will talk about as a leader, when you ask a question to your team or uh, to a room that you do not insert your opinion before hearing what the room says as to not poison the well, like you said, or to influence what their answers are going to be. Putting your thumb on the scale. Right. Um, so in that sense of, you know, guys, what do you think about what's going on with our stock market right now or the stocks of our company right now? And they, and then you go with, you know, I just think it really sucks how it's been going down and how it's been influencing everybody. Now, all of a sudden your team is going (laughs) to see even Siri wants to. (laughs) <laughs> that was perfect. No, leave it. <laughs> We're not editing that out. That was just great. Thank you. I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> <laughs> she shall rename, remain nameless. <laughs> so if I go ahead and I tell the team, you know, it sucks, the team or the people around are more likely to go in that direction versus sharing their information and you gathering the information from the group. Um, so that's that goes into the poisoning of the well part. And then I think about, okay, so then what do you do if somebody is telling you something you already know? 
especially if you've been in an industry for a long period of time, or you just happen to finish a class on the subject that you're talking about or whatever the case may be, do you sit there and do you lie and just pretend you don't know and you do that with every conversation you have in the future? Or do you, like, at what point can you share that you know stuff? Like, why does it have to be hidden, right? So I think in that moment, you can say, tell me more about that. And then hear them out, like, receive information as a gift, not as a... Uh, telling point that you don't know enough. And I think that's where the vulnerability comes in is that people want to make it seem like I I got it. Like I know everything. You don't have to tell me nothing. But instead of doing that, you can just go back and, and give the person the gift of listening. I was just about to like, one of the things you said is at what point do you let people know that, you know, and the first thought that entered my head is why does it matter? Yeah. You know, like if they wanted to know if you knew, they would have asked you, do you Mm -hmm. know? And I think in some cases, and, and, you know, we use the term um, assume positive intent. So in some cases, somebody's giving that information. And I use you, you had the example of somebody who just went to a training class. And maybe you've been in the industry for 20 years and they've been in the industry for 20 weeks. Mm hmm. And they want to bounce what they knew off of you. And in your head, you're assuming negative intent. And you're like, don't they know that I know this? Mm -hmm. But what they really wanted to do is go up to somebody that they look up to. And connect with them. They respect Mm -hmm. and say, hey, if I say this, did I get this right? Mm -hmm. You know, get that validation. Mm -hmm. And if you just, okay, tell me more. Like what you said. That gives that person exactly what they needed at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so then here's a a really funny way to look at it. If you have the, I don't know E and the, I don't know er. <laughs> so let's have that conversation with everything that I say. I want you to reply with your version of, I don't know. Oh, this is going to be, gonna be so difficult for you. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> You're I'm, I'm so curious to see how you react to this i don't know anything about rain (laughs) well what is rain made of i have no idea do you know where it comes from tell me can you tell me i I don't know i was gonna ask you i was gonna ask you (laughs) how can we find out that's a fantastic question who could we ask i don't know uh would it fall under what category does rain fall or does it drop uh what's the difference you see like the conversation it's a fun conversation to have but if you have two people that are acting like they don't know nothing then there's a problem either with the topic or the two people having the conversation mm-hmm. um language is fun yeah and, and again this is a really spur of the moment uh podcast and we're just having a lot of fun with it i think it's just the thought of so many people are going to be venturing out into new careers or new companies or doing something for themselves or going back to um, what they were doing when they get back from the break. And you want to just be more self-aware. And the intention of a lot of our podcasts are to create a self-awareness of, you know, what you do uh, for yourself, what you do and how you influence your teams and how you influence your conversations with people around you. And this is just something that I think about when I think about, 
you know, my conversations with you sometimes, it was sparked, you know, when we were talking about uh, the book that, you know, we've talked about often, and I'm, I'm not going to reference uh, who it is in that moment, but it, we're always talking about improving each other, Jeff and I, and also self-improvement and what we do. And, and there are certain routes that he'll go in, there are certain routes that I'll go in, and then we come back together and we talk about it. And I think that even though he may know more about the route that I'm taking, and I may know less about the route that he's taking, it's the exchange of information from the perspective that is the gift that's happening in that conversation. So in taking in this podcast and, uh, you know, having fun alongside with us and seeing the other side of each part of the conversation, it's not to say that the knower or the knowee is bad in any way. It's how do you identify yourself as either one of those? Because as a leader, you can tend to be the knower and be the knower in every conversation that you have with every person that you meet, just because you're used to being the person that's the go-to. And then as far as the no-we, you might be that person because you're striving to elevate yourself to the next level, and you don't realize you do that with every person that you meet, and it becomes a habit, and then people don't feel like they have anything to give you or to gift you. So with that being said, I sure don't know everything. I know for sure you don't know everything. I'm looking at you, Mr. Rufino. That is correct. Everybody heard it here first or second. I think you said that before. (laughs) And so, you know, again, we talked about uh, a little bit earlier. I said, so what would you do? Would you lie in that situation and pretend like you don't know? And you don't want to do that. You don't want to lie. You don't want to act like you don't know because what happens later, you build a friendship and then all of a sudden the conversation comes up and then they're like, I thought you said you didn't know anything. And yet you have this certificate on your wall that says you're the master of all things in this topic. And it becomes awkward, right? So (laughs) uh, I'm hoping that we gave you some tips. But one of the things that I shared with you was the video that I watched. And I continued to watch this speaker uh, throughout the day just on different pieces, even though I've watched those videos a million times before, but it inspired me to grab something new. And uh, one of the things that... I'm going to challenge you all on is to pick 48 hours, look at your calendar, plan it out. And in those 48 hours, which means two days, (laughs) I'm going to challenge you to not tell any lies. Um, No little lies, no white lies, no lies. That's a challenge. Yes. I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to tell anybody which days I pick (laughs) because that could open me up for a whole bunch of days of questions like liar, liar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to do it because I think that it it will open me to creating boundaries for myself in how free I am with information or how much I open myself up to receive information, but also in how I communicate uh, effectively with people. And, you know, it's not about being delicate or being on eggshells or anything like that. It's just, how do you give honesty with pure intention when you give that person the information? So, you know, an example was given of if somebody asks you, do these jeans make me look fat? And so, you know, you could reply with yes, or you could reply with, 
I liked the other pair better. Right? So I'm not lying, but how do you take your conversations to the next level where it's not a matter of it being black or white, it's just a matter of it being human to human. And with that, we want to thank you for joining us on the other side. Stay healthy, stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise. (laughs) You know everybody loves your voice, right? I know, right? (laughs) That sounds so conceited. I know, right?